social angels and welcome to the fifth episode of the social angel podcast i'm your host alina vianeda and today's episode is all about the helpful tips and tricks students use in order to perform to the best of their ability studying can be very challenging but with the right tips you can make the most out of your study sessions and like mentioned in our last episode it's important to find a study environment that suits your needs so in today's episode we will break down the best study tips for college and high school students in order to help set yourself up for success and achieve your personal and academic goals. You'd think that over the years studying would become easier and easier, but it honestly has gotten way harder for me, especially with the different curriculums and just having that setback from COVID. Last semester was pretty easy for me to navigate when it came to studying, but this semester I'm taking art history and it feels like such a burden. Especially with it being a class I need for my major, after completely bombing the first exam, I knew I had to wake up and I really had no other choice but to adjust my studying tactics and learn new ones in order to pass the class and do better in my next exam. I've never been the type to stay up until 3am studying or working on homework, number one, because I need my beauty sleep, and number two, because I tried to make time for it during the day and hadn't really had many hard classes that required that even through final exam week, so I felt confident in my knowledge in classes, and I didn't really have to burn myself out over it um, when it came to my first semester. But like I said earlier, art history is beating me up, but my professor is very understanding, and at the beginning of the semester, she had mentioned that everyone is coming from different backgrounds and school systems, so studying is different for everyone. I found it very beneficial when she allowed the class to share and discuss what helps them study best for our exams, especially since we have to memorize works of art, the artist, years, types of art styles, and so much more. After getting back scores for our first exam and finding out people made hundreds, I was so shocked and also knew that if they could do it, so could I, and that I had a lot of adjusting to do in order to get there. So after adjusting my studying for our second exam, I improved over 20 points in which my professor knew I could do it and I knew I could too. So with my upcoming third exam, I've been trying out new and different studying hacks that I get to share with you guys today. So first things first, I do like to take notes in class, but sometimes it's hard when professors go right off of a PowerPoint or worksheets to where you really have to find your own way to obtain information in class. I noticed this a lot, and my friends have mentioned it too, that during class we kind of multitask and complete other work or small tasks while jotting down some quick notes, or whatever we think is important when the professor gives lectures in class. Multitasking has become a pretty good and bad habit of mine, considering it doesn't allow me to get all the info I need to and do, like, super good on a test. So because of the multitasking, we have to do a bit more work, and when it comes to homework and sitting at home, we just kind of have to do extra. So, after using tons of different methods throughout the years and semester, I've gathered about three of my favorites that's helped me the most, especially since it's hard for me to keep focused on one thing or just because I'm a very visual and hands-on student in general. One of my easiest and favorite ways to study is just rewriting and reorganizing notes from class, which is only efficient if you take notes in class or have notes to take at all. I think this technique falls hand in hand with condensing where you basically take the topic and your notes and turn it into something that's easier to understand. That way you can also highlight keywords, learn different vocabulary in order to break it down and you get to review what you learned in class that day. This is also a great method for those who like to use sticky notes and other studying tools for their notes. Another one of my favorite methods is using or creating flashcards. And before starting college, I really didn't think I'd be seeing or having to memorize vocabulary words to match them on a test. 
but I've had multiple vocabulary tests already, so I had to bring back the flashcard making. Depending on the topic or words, you can typically find Quizlets, not sponsored, with those words, or you can create your own online too. One way I like to use flashcards is basically formatting it as a mini study guide sheet instead of something on the front and something on the back. That way I can just kind of pull it out when I'm walking in class or have a small break, and it isn't a huge piece of paper that can be ruined easily. Now, this one itself isn't exactly a studying technique, but it's more of a step I use for any studying process in order to help me retain the most information I can. I basically reward myself or give myself breaks in between, and I know there's tons of apps that you can use and lets you give breaks and keep track of them, but I kind of just watch the time since my process isn't that intricate. But it truly helps me and prevents me from burning out and keeps me motivated because who doesn't love to reward themselves? Sometimes I use TikTok, also not sponsored, as my reward, or usually a snack of some sort. Studying can be so exhausting, and keeping your stamina up can be a challenge, especially after a long day of classes. So also, according to an article for Science Daily, studies have shown that small rewards throughout the process can help keep up motivation rather than saving it all until the end. So if you haven't given that a try, I do recommend. One of the biggest studying tips I found most important and the one I wish I took more seriously when professors say is do not cram. I'm the most organized, unorganized person, so obviously I cram and try to multitask as much as I can, which has worked for me for a while, but truly didn't allow me to learn. So taking it step by step and day by day lowers the study workload and allows you to plan ahead. And if you hit a speed bump, you're able to ask for help or figure it out in time before the test versus the night or day before. It's important to set aside dedicated time for studying and to create a schedule that allows for breaks and rest periods as well. Cramming all your studying into one long session isn't as effective as spreading it out over several shorter sessions. So by breaking up your studying into manageable chunks, you can avoid burnout and retain information more effectively. Another super important fact to studying is the area that you're doing it in. Finding a well-lit, quiet, and comfortable space allows you to focus on what you're doing, and it lets you understand and hear your thoughts and doesn't keep you distracted. So whether you pick a cute coffee shop or a designated space in your dorm, as long as it checks off what's on the list, you'll be good to go in your own study spot. So after taking all that and my personal study habits into consideration, I did some more research to find the most effective studying methods for college students, and here are those top three methods. Creating mind maps can be the most effective method for the learning process because you're able to see the entire topic at a glance and then drill down into the specific details. Through this method in particular, you can also identify any relationships or connections between different ideas. This is also called the note-taking method or the flow because of the arrows and the way the format is similar to a flow chart. I think this is great for visual students, and I love creating similar maps for my English essays just so that you can see everything on paper in front of you and really get down to those details when analyzing notes, your rubrics, or the process of whatever you may be doing. The arrows also help with remembering what you're writing, and that way you can think of the following arrows and remember which one led to the other, etc. Also, I think it is a good time to mention that I will be posting these study tips and their visual diagrams on the podcast Instagram account. That way you can go back and look at different examples of the methods. It's also super important to note that everyone learns differently and what works for one person may not work for another. That's why it's so crucial to experiment with different studying methods to find what works best for you. So don't be afraid to try new things and see what sticks. Another very effective studying method includes the Pomodoro Technique. 
This is also a time management method that involves dividing your work into 25-minute intervals, each separated by a 5-minute break. The next method is called the Feynman Technique, created by physicist Richard Feynman. He believed that reading a book isn't the same as completely understanding the book, so in order to grasp the whole meaning of a text, he created the technique by choosing a small topic or concept and teaching it to yourself or others. Then, anytime you happen to get stuck somewhere, you can go back to your notes to fill in the gaps in your knowledge. Teaching helps you engage deeply with the study material and identify holes in your understanding of the concept. This method is great for students that love group studying or interacting with others in order to gain information. And I see college students group studying all the time, so maybe next time you can try this trick with your friends and see if it works for you guys. I know that I will be trying all of the above and hopefully be able to score higher on my next art history test. So, this brings us to wrapping up our fifth episode of the Social Angel Podcast. In order to succeed in your studies, it's important to have an effective study routine and a study space. The biggest tip from this episode is to manage your time wisely so it can help prevent procrastination, cramming, and help you truly learn the information in order to earn better scores. By using the most popular study techniques we went over, you can increase your chances of success and achieve your academic and personal goals. As Vidal Sassoon once said, the only place where success comes before work is in the dictionary. Thank you guys so much for listening to the fifth episode of the Social Angel Podcast. If you like the podcast, feel free to follow our Instagram along with the Meredith College Student Media socials to stay updated and know when new episodes come out. If you'd like to get to know me a little more or have any questions, you can also follow me on my personal socials at Alina Set or my photography page at Shop by Alina. Well, that's all I have for you guys this episode. We hope you have an amazing day. And as always, I'll see you angels later.